Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Brain Food Podcast. I am Casey Thomas and today I want to talk to you about sleep. And this is one of those topics that honestly could be its own entire podcast, but it is so important for the topic of brain performance that I can't leave it out. Now, if you can, before we get right into it, if you could please be sure to leave me a rating and review if you are enjoying these podcasts, and please subscribe so that way you will be the first to know whenever we have more in store for you. Now, without further ado, let's get right into it, shall we? So the first thing is that any little bit of sleep deprivation impairs your cognitive performance, okay? Some of the biggest areas that it impacts are your attention and your working memory. So attention, how well you can focus, working memory, how well you can work on a task that's sitting right in front of you, okay? This is not long-term memory. This is not even short-term memory. This is what am I doing right now? And sleep deprivation hinders that. It also impairs other things. It does impair long-term memory, okay? It also impairs decision-making capacity. It also impairs things like your vigilance. And if that wasn't enough, it also impairs other aspects of your life, which I'm sure you're all too familiar with, but those things have knock-on effects where they are indirectly impairing your brain performance. So for example, when you are sleep-deprived, you are unable to train at your desired intensity and frequency, you can't train as hard as you want. And exercise, as we know, is critical for brain performance. You're far more likely to get sick if you are sleep deprived. That sucks. And you're not going to be able to operate at peak capacity when you are sick. I'm sure you know that. (laughs) And what else? You also see that people who are sleep deprived have far more issues with altering their body composition. And body composition, as we've briefly touched on in some other episodes, has been shown to be related to certain measures of brain performance in that uh, things like excess body fats are associated with higher levels of chronic inflammation, and chronic inflammation is bad for the brain. So anyway, what you see is that basically any metric that you look at, sleep has an impact on in a negative way. And that really, really pains me. I tried to find a workaround for this. (laughs) There's simply not enough hours in a day to get everything that we want to have done. And you know that you're listening to this, you're trying to optimize your performance, right? Sleeping takes up one third of your life. That sucks. And unfortunately, I have not found a way around it. So if you really, really, really want to optimize your performance, If you want to take it to the next level, you have to make sleep a priority. There's really no getting around it. And I could put you on the best diet in the world and, you know, the best trainer in the world could put you on the best workout program in the world. And all that is going to mean absolutely nothing if you are getting poor sleep every single night. Okay. This is one of those things that has to be taken care of before you can even look to anything else. So with today's podcast, What I want to do is I want to give you 10 tips that you can use right now to improve both the quality and the quantity of the sleep that you are getting. So let's go. Tip number one, reduce your light exposure. If you want to have 
some help with falling asleep, you need to limit all of the bright lights within two hours before you plan to go to sleep. Specifically, you want to limit blue light exposure. There are apps that you can download which will filter out blue light uh, on all of your electronic devices. I have them on my TVs and my phones. Um, and I personally will wear a pair of blue light blocking goggles. Yes, I look like a total nerd. <laughs> um, I wear those whenever the sun goes down to make sure that I'm also not exposed to blue light from things like my light bulbs because the light bulbs do have this blue light that comes in as well. And even if your device is not showing blue light, you know, you're still getting ambient blue light. After you have done that, you've limited the blue light exposure within two hours before you go to sleep. You also need to make sure that there's no light in your bedroom while you are sleeping. Okay. So what I did when I first uh, was, was playing around with this, I just threw clothes <laughs> over all of my exposed LEDs. Uh, so like your clocks, right? Um, there's just little, uh, little lights that are here and there on your computers, on your tablets and all this kind of stuff. And you'd be surprised. Um, and, and now I've, I've moved all of those electronics out of the bedroom and I've got some blackout curtains. Um, but the goal is basically to make your room so dark that you cannot see your hand if you wave it in front of your face. That's how dark you should try to make it when the light's off. And if all that stuff is impossible, then what you should do is just get a sleep mask. So that's tip number one. Tip number two, you need to reduce the noise. Noise will significantly reduce the quality of your sleep. If you can, you should try to make your room be as silent as possible at night. And if you can't do that, then you should just buy some buy some earplugs. I have some of those for when I'm traveling or for, you know, when I have family visiting or uh, when I'm visiting somewhere else and it's going to be a little bit noisy. I wear some earplugs. They're a little bit uncomfortable, but if you find a brand that you like, then, you know, you can stick with it. Um, if, if that's you, um, if you don't like the feeling of earplugs or if you... Uh, can't block out all of your sounds because you need to be able to get woken up by noises. Um, for example, if you have like a, a baby and you need to be able to tell when they're crying in the middle of the night, um, what you can do is you can experiment with white noise. And there are certain devices that will play white noise for you. And those will drown out a lot of the ambient sounds and still allow you to hear those important sounds that you might be listening for. Tip number three, control the temperature. Okay, there is some data to suggest that a cooling body temperature is actually the primary driver for sleep onset and not light exposure. So your room should be nice and cool at night, probably around 65 degrees. And what you're going to see is that this will help reduce the time it takes for you to both fall asleep and enter deep sleep. You can actually trick your body into thinking that your body temperature is dropping by taking a hot shower about an hour before you go to bed because your body temperature is going to rise with the hot shower, right? And then when you leave the hot shower, your body has to cool off. And what this does is this simulates a body temperature drop and your body sees that and is nice and relaxed and ready to go for sleep. Tip number four, be consistent. Your body has a natural clock and corresponding chemistry to match. We call these our circadian rhythms, and that can be its whole own topic as well. Uh, but basically, you have body chemistry that matches your own natural clock. And your body is optimized to do sleep stuff when it's dark 
and awake stuff when it is light out. If you go to bed at the same time every night, you're going to help your body know exactly what schedule it's supposed to be on. It's also going to help you fall asleep quicker. It's also going to help you have better sleep quality. My personal recommendation is to actually develop a wind down routine. Set an alarm for one hour before you want to go to bed and then only engage in soothing activities. So things like showering, meditating, stretching, etc. And then you should also avoid stimulating activities. So try to avoid things like computer games, exciting TV shows, anything that's going to get you, you know, really excited. Tip number five, the bed is for sleep. You need to condition your body like Pavlov's dogs that your bed is for sleep. Don't do work in bed. Don't play games in your bed. Don't watch Netflix in your bed. Your bed is for sleep. Okay. You can get to the point where you may not even be tired, but the simple act of laying in bed makes you drowsy. That's awesome. And that's a pro, pro move right there. One strategy that I want you to keep in mind, because this is actually a really big one, is if you're one of those people who really struggles to fall asleep, don't lay awake in bed. Because all that's doing is developing your association with the bed and with staying awake and being restless. Okay, so if you are struggling to fall asleep, what you should do is get out of bed. Don't let the two become linked. Get out of bed, keep doing your soothing activities, and then when you feel like you're ready to sleep, then go back into the bed again. Tip number six don't have alcohol after dinner. Some people, use alcohol as a crutch to help them fall asleep. Yes, it can help you relax, but it does so at the cost of your sleep quality. Most people don't realize that the body is still incredibly active at night. It's carrying out all of our restoration processes. Um, it's helping you recover from the day. It's helping you reset for the next day. All right, it's a very active time period for your body. And what alcohol does is it literally turns off the switch, turns off the light switch uh, towards your central nervous system. It puts you to sleep. However, what it does is because you're off, it compromises your ability to carry out all of those restorative processes. So yes, you fell asleep easier. However, that sleep is now very, very poor quality. Tip number seven, no caffeine after 2 p.m. And this should be obvious, we've already talked about this, but caffeine helps you stay awake, right? There's <laughs> a half-life of about five to six hours, meaning, and half-life just means that after five or six hours, half of the caffeine is still in your system. So what you want to do is hopefully you go through two half-lives, that way only 25% is in your system. So make sure you don't have caffeine too late. Even if you can fall asleep when you have some caffeine in your system, what you'll notice is that those people have lower sleep quality because caffeine is kind of running interference. Tip number eight, consider trying melatonin. So if you went through tips, you know, one through seven, you gave it an honest go and you are still struggling to fall asleep, then it might be worth having some melatonin. Melatonin is a hormone that is naturally made in your body and it releases when you are ready to go to bed. Okay, so once it starts getting dark outside and there's no blue light, melatonin starts to come out. I typically only recommend melatonin to help out with jet lag or for people who need it at the start of 
you know, their sleep correction journey. So if you, this is all new to you and you're just trying to get back on track, sure, you can use a little melatonin to help you along the way. Uh, if you're traveling, sure, you can use a little melatonin to help you out. But I'm not a fan of recommending it as a lifelong supplement. Tip number nine, consider taking magnesium. So just playing the numbers game here, as much as 50% of America is deficient in magnesium. All right, low magnesium can impair sleep. And what you should first look to do is increase consumption of magnesium rich foods. So those are things like your leafy greens, your whole grains, your beans, your nuts, and your fish. And please, please, please try those before you supplement. Magnesium supplementation or you know, increasing your food consumption of magnesium, it's only going to help with sleep if it's correcting a deficiency. Okay, if you are already topped off on your magnesium, then taking extra magnesium literally does nothing. So this is something to look to if you suspect that you might be magnesium deficient. And our final tip, tip number 10, consider lavender. If you happen to have sleep troubles because you are stressed out or anxious, then lavender has been shown to help out with that. Um, but uh, one, one caveat to this is if you have very serious stress or anxiety issues, then I would just encourage you to take a stress management class because lavender is not going to help you out there. So those are 10 tips and there are so many more tips, um, especially with regards to more tricky situations. If you have issues, you know, falling asleep versus staying asleep, if you're traveling, um, if you have a big, big meeting after you're traveling and you need to be ready to go right when you arrive, um, all these kind of different things, there are plans that can be implemented and I can talk about those at another time if it is something that you are curious about. However, this is the low hanging fruit. And so I want to make sure that we check all these boxes before we start talking about the very specific protocols. All right. Now to summarize, tip number one, we want to reduce light exposure. Tip number two, we want to reduce noise exposure. And tip number three, we want to control the temperature. Those are the big three for issues affecting people and their sleep. Next, you want to make sure that you're consistent. You want to be in alignment with your natural body clock. Tip number five, the bed is for sleep. Condition yourself to only associate the bed with sleep and nothing else. Tip number six, don't have alcohol after dinner. Tip number seven, no caffeine after 2 p.m. Tip number eight, nine, and 10 have to deal with certain supplemental protocols, but only after you've dealt with the first seven tips. So we talked about melatonin, magnesium, and lavender, and that'll do it. So those are 10 things that you can look to use right now to try to improve your sleep. You will see, honestly, infinitely better brain performance if you have your sleep in check and you are going from someone who's sleep deprived into quality sleep. Trust me on this one, sleep is not to be taken lightly. With that, thank you for listening. I know you have a lot of stuff on your plate. Please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you thought about this one. Uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about different aspects of sleep or if you want to hear more on this topic, then just let me know and I'm more than happy to go into it a little bit more. Please subscribe because then you will be the first to know when I put something else out. And believe me, I have so much more in store for you. So have a good one. Take care.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.